Hey, Alyssa, are you ready? I'm I'm so ready. Hey, Kirsten, are you ready? I am so ready. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. Okay, so today, I was just going to say on the Big Booty Boss Academy. (laughs) Today on the podcast, we have one of my very good friends, Kirsten Martell, on with us. She is the owner of the Big Booty Boss Academy, personal trainer, and she just bought a freaking gym. (laughs) Casual things. Oh, yeah, I did. Casual things. I did that. I, I actually forgot about that. Yes, I purchased a free gym. <laughs> so I had reached out to Kirsten because, to be quite frank, I I have such a hard time talking about fitness online because I feel like there's this um, there's this air of like, ooh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, mm. sort of thing, especially with you know, diet culture and, um, you know, struggles with disordered eating and stuff like that. And fitness has become such a big part of my life. And throughout quarantine, when when Canada was in quarantine, BC, I should say, because it's so different across platforms, uh, platforms across like, you know, the whole world. Yeah. Um, When we were in quarantine, I I started to see like my body change in a way that I think a lot of people started to see their bodies change. And I had reached out to Kirsten in her Big Booty Boss Academy and I started doing her like home workouts. And I cannot believe how much my mindset changed throughout like the time that we were in lockdown. Like it, my my mood had gone down so much. I was feeling like just so unmotivated. And I was like, I have to do something for myself. So I signed up with Kirsten and she had sent me her program and we were all doing these like live Zoom classes together. And I was excited to get up in the morning again. And I was like feeling myself. I was like taking photos. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm trying to take like little nudies now. (laughs) And it was just it was so cool to me that there's this like online space of fitness now and and things that we can do from our home especially in a time like this so (laughs) long-winded i reached out to kirsten to see if she'd be uh willing to come on to uh the podcast and kind of talk about her story because i feel like you have created this really cool thing that i really haven't i haven't seen from a lot of people i know there's other online personal trainers but i feel like you've created this uh you know body positivity included into fitness and I just think that that's such a cool thing dude um a hundred percent and I think that it's easy now for me to talk about fitness but the only time that it became easy was after I really struggled hard with my eating disorder with like body dysmorphia with like um insecurities so like the word fitness is so much more than like a gym or a workout and like I think a bigger word that should be seen more in fitness is your mindset like you said like how you start feeling and feeling about your body and it's just like the group that I'm running right now, watching these girls transform during the middle of a freaking pandemic, seeing girls be like, I just lost five pounds. I just started journaling every morning. I just showed up to every single class this week was so cool. And yeah, it was pretty freaking incredible. 
Yeah, something that I really like about your program as well is you get sent like your program, right? And you can see like how many workouts you've done. I'm kind of like telling Sam too because I didn't tell her before. If um, it's not clear, I I have not done any fitness related things <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's not true. We used to go to the gym together and do Whitney Simmons fun shit. Not that, not that consistently. I'll yeah, that. that's fair. But you you get your program and you can you can see how many workouts you've done and you get to milestones like fifty, a hundred. And what I really love about yours as well is it includes the stretching programs in there. Mm. Because again, I find that so often it's like you know, I didn't burn enough calories or I don't feel like I worked hard enough or whatever. And I think that adding in those like stretching modules, it just kind of like continues that like narrative that, okay, it's not, it's not about the calorie. Like, sure, that's definitely something, you know, if you're trying for weight loss and stuff like that, of course, but it's more so this like overarching fitness is more than just calories burned. A hundred percent. Um, what you just said there, there's just like so many different elements to fitness. And a lot of times a fitness program is missing one of the main elements. So you get a really great workout. You're not doing the proper post recovery, like stretching and foam rolling. So then you have these people working on these muscles that aren't properly recovered and then they end up burning out. And then what do they do? They just give up. And so 90% of the time, I'm not telling my clients to work harder. I'm telling them to like, slow the fuck down, like slow down. Like if you just started like like Sam, if you just started a fitness journey, like Sam shouldn't be working out six, seven days a week, missing You're so a stretch. Right. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I kind of wanted to to ask you because we spoke a little bit just before we started recording. Um, if you're okay with me talking about this, that you and I used to be like you know, like pretty big party girls. I wanted to kind of ask you about your coming into this industry, like how you got here, how you fell in love with it and how you created such like a a big business for yourself online. Dude, I love that. And it has a lot to do with limiting the partying, like for sure. So for me, um, I hit a point where I had looked at myself in the mirror after I had my daughter. Little backstory, you guys, I had a child when I was a child. So I was 16 years old and um, I had a baby, obviously not expected. And I hit a point where I looked at myself in the mirror and I looked like at my friends and I was like, I don't look like them. And number one, yes, I had a child, but I'm also not taking care of myself. I'm drinking every single day and I'm quite literally miserable and unhappy with the person I am. And that's when I bought a gym pass. Um, obviously there's tons of ups and downs that I'm not going to go through all of it. Cause I would keep you guys here for hours, but I got <laughs> to the point where I was almost obsessed with fitness to the point where it was an unhealthy thing. And I'm quite literally probably the most balanced bitch you'll meet now. But I think that um, throughout those struggles, through my eating disorder, through losing a bunch of weight, and then putting it all back on within a two month period, I learned a lot about myself. And if I wouldn't have gotten to that low in my life where I was like, binge eating, binge drink, binging on everything, you guys binging on everything. If I wouldn't have worked through and built myself up from that, like really low point, I wouldn't be able to guide the girls in the group today. So, um, yeah, I found fitness. I bought a gym pass. I had lots of up and downs. I was extremely inconsistent. And now I'm up at three 30 every single morning. I hit my gym session and I'm running a team of 700 ladies. So that's a very long story shortened up, but it's pretty, it's pretty fucking incredible to say the least. 
Yeah, something that like I really that really resonated with me with you is that you do talk about your past with like an eating disorder and stuff like that on your social medias because you do have, you know, quite a following now. I think you have over 100,000 followers on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. 105 on Instagram, yeah. 200 and something on TikTok and Facebook is pretty lit up as well right now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, something that you don't really shy away from too, even, you know, as a personal trainer is your, your past with disordered eating and stuff. And I think that that's so important to talk about, um, especially for people who come to me and, and they get concerned if I'm like on a meal plan or something, because I have a past with disordered eating. I just think that it's really important for us to kind of like, if we're able to be vulnerable, to be vulnerable. Um, I wonder if like you'd, you'd share with us kind of like that story, like how that kind of you overcame it or are still overcoming it. Yeah, I think that with anything, whether it's someone that's like high anxiety um, or say you struggle with an eating disorder, I don't know that you ever fully overcome the eating disorder over you just find better ways to deal with like the urge to binge eat. So for me, it started with an obsession of working out, which is why I always steer girls away from the all or nothing mindset. It started with an absolute obsession working out every single day and every single time the number on the scale would jump up. Um, I would have a panic attack and it got to the point where um, I thought that because I was a personal trainer and this is what was at the beginning of my personal training career. I've been a personal trainer for like seven years now, but I thought I had to look a certain way. So I thought that if I weighed 150 pounds, that I wasn't going to be able to do my job, that people were going to judge me. And so instead of like working on myself and my mindset, I would just eat all of my emotions. I found myself binging um, every single night and then making myself sick. And I was honestly so embarrassed about it that it took me a year of struggling and reaching rock bottom to actually open up to my mom and to my sister and to say like, hey, um, I'm really struggling. And this all started with a really bad breakup. Um, I had to move out of my house and life just became too much for me to deal with um, in a healthy way. And I, I resorted to food as comfort. So for me, um, reaching out and asking for help was step one. Step two was at this point, I had 10 or 11,000 Instagram followers and I honestly felt like a phony. I was like, I'm like posting these smiling selfies, like, oh, life is so good. And I'm like making myself ill every single night. I'm crying every single evening. I actually like hate myself. I hate life. And I'm telling all these people how great everything is. And everyone's like, congrats on being a personal trainer. Like you look like you're really crushing it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I, I was like, I'm not crushing it at all. So I opened up and I don't think that you have to open up to like, if anyone that's listening to this struggles with like an eating disorder, I don't think you have to open up to the public for me. Um, and I think Alyssa, you probably know this. Like I really am just who I am. So for me to have to hide that part of me was like painful. Like I was like, I don't feel like I'm being Kirsten right now. I'm just like so lost. I was a lost little puppy. So I just opened up about it. And when I opened up about it, it became easier to talk about. I realized that there was so many other girls that had struggled with eating disorders and it wasn't talked about. And it was almost like, like it still isn't talked about enough. Like it's a really big problem that girls like that girls are struggling with right now, but are too scared to voice because of how they feel about it. So for me, 
Um, if the reason that I went through this like crazy eating disorder, self dysmorphia cycle was to be able to benefit and help girls in the same, in the same position, then it makes that like worth it. And it makes me like coming out and being open to my audience about it worth it. Even if it helped one person, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested how, um, because I think it's so easy, like anytime that you're trying to change how you're eating, whether that's like, um, you wanting to go keto or go vegan or restrict calories or, you know, increase calories or whatever, like any kind of change to your eating habits, I think it's so easy to get into that all or nothing approach. So I'm curious how you balance that and approach that not only with yourself, but also with clients, um, having experienced this in the past with having disordered eating yourself? So for every single person, it's a different approach. And so when girls come into the Big Booty Boss Academy, some people are at a level where they need to track calories. Some girls are at a place where tracking calories would quite literally be detrimental to their mental health. So for me, to the first step of getting out of my eating disorder was throwing away my scale. Like that was it. Like throw it away. This is not good for you. All I'm doing is stepping on this thing every single day. It doesn't matter if it's water weight or whatever it is. I'm, it's completely affecting my day. So for two years, I didn't weigh myself. So for girls that come in, um, it ha like I will straight up if we're on a Q and a, cause obviously it's not personalized coaching cause there's such a large group of ladies, but someone says I'm about to do, um, a really good example the 75 hard. I just got into fitness. So I'm doing this. I will tell them I'm the most honest person you ever meet. That is the stupidest thing you will ever do. You need to start with drinking your water for an entire week. That's it. So with every girl that comes in, there's a different approach that they're going to take. But for everyone, this one thing remains the same that the all or nothing does not, it does not work. It does not work. You have to start being a quote that I really like is 1% better every single day. 1% better. That's it. Because the moment you set these unrealistic expectations for yourself, like I'm going into this program, it's eight weeks, I'm going to lose, um, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, I'm going to stop binge eating at nights, I'm going to stop doing all these things. And then the one night that you like, you end up like slipping up, we're all human, we all slip up, you end up beating yourself up. And you forget about the five days that week that you actually did really good. So again, for everybody, making sure the girls that are focused, the girls are focusing on what they're doing, not what they're not doing. Cause they'll be like, I had the worst week. I didn't hit any workout. So my response to that would be like, did you drink your water? Yes. Okay. So what did you do? Like, stop focusing on what you didn't do. Because if you're in a really bad position where you're struggling with an eating disorder, you're going to have to focus on the small wins every day because there, there's going to be slip ups and there's going to be times where you're doing really good and you have a bad night. It happened to me over and over again, over and over and over and over. <clears throat> no, for sure. What's the seven? What's the 75? What did you say? I want to do the 75 something hard. What's that? It's 75 days straight of working out. Do It's like 75 days straight of like mindset working out. And if you miss one single day, you have to start all over again. I would never finish. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And so then you keep trying to do this thing and then you never finish. And then all of a sudden, Sam's like, I'm a failure. When really, Sam is a human being. Mm -hmm. That like, I, yeah. I talked to someone yesterday and I was like, I would rather punch myself directly in the face 85 times than do 75 hard. <laughs> Straight up. I like rest days. I like, like drinking wine sometimes. Like, I don't want to do 75 hard, like 
yeah, you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to do that shit. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is something like that isn't all, it's all or nothing, right? And that's, I, I totally agree. And I, I struggle with that as well. Like I, I, <laughs> I feel like I got this from somebody on YouTube, but I do feel like I have the too much gene. I think that was General Marbles that I got that from. Oh, really? Yeah. But like I, when I find something, I do it like nonstop. I do it a hundred percent. I can't let go. I get like addicted to it. And I do that with fitness too. And like I had to, for me, when I started kind of this journey on like focusing on my health, it's, it's hard for me to talk about honestly, because like, I don't want to be disingenuous. Like I would love to sit here and say like, no, I loved my body the way it was two years ago, but that's just not true. Like I, you know, I, I much prefer my body now. I wish that I didn't have to say that, but I do. And back then I did start because I wanted to lose weight. I wanted the number on the scale to go down. I really attached an emotion to that number. But throughout throughout me starting these like small changes, going to Orange Theory at first and then starting to work out at the gym and then kind of starting to mindfully eat, I noticed that like my anxiety got so much better. And I talk about this like all the time. People obviously know, <laughs> but but it, it kind of morphed from being only about the weight to being about how I felt. And now people ask me like how I stay motivated. It's like I don't even need to be motivated to go to the gym because I just know that me moving my body, me going to the gym, being around, you know, like the environment it makes me feel better. Even if I like literally just walk on the treadmill on like an incline or something, I still feel better. A hundred percent. And like, I think the most important thing for you is like you started. So the fact, and I, lo I love that you're, you said, I love my body more now because it's okay to say that because it's the truth. And the biggest thing I respect in a human being is being honest and honest when it's hard, honest when it's scary. So you started, you learned, and now you built it into your routine. So the only thing that matters is that you started. Yeah. Well, and I think also because like you are doing it at, at this point, like you're doing it in a way that's healthy. So I don't mm -hmm. think it's wrong for you to be, you know, happy about that or prideful about it or feel like you have accomplished something that you were trying to accomplish because you're doing it in like the right way you know yeah well and and that is something too I wanted to to talk to you about because I've noticed it's so it's so scary for me to talk about because I just feel like I'm I'm saying things that I shouldn't be saying but it is it is true for me but I have always like shown my body more or less on social media um, throughout all of the stages of, of my life. And I showed it in similar clothing throughout the last two years. And I do find now um, I get more, more um, people saying you're cringy because you're showing your body and, you know, you're trying to show off and, you know, things like this. And I'm, I'm wondering if you kind of get the same reaction and how you kind of deal with that. Because for me, I look at it and I go, well, but two years ago, like you were praising me for showing my body. And now, you know, I'm so much healthier now. Back then when I was, when I was back then, I was drinking every single day secretly. I, you know, I had a huge problem with alcohol. I wasn't mindfully taking in fuel for my body. I was just, you know, eating whatever when I was drinking and then sometimes not eating at all and just drinking because I was so full of beer <laughs> that like I didn't want to eat anything. And so for me, it's like me showing up in my body today 
is just me showing up in my body today and I'm such a healthier person and I do get obviously comments where it's like oh my gosh you're glowing like you look so calm and like balanced and it's like yes for sure I am I'm like so I'm a much healthier person today but I wonder how you kind of like reconcile with that because it is something that I, I feel like I've struggled to reconcile within myself Just a quick moment to thank today's sponsors, first of which is Skillshare. If you guys don't know what Skillshare is, then I just feel like you haven't been listening to the podcast. (laughs) But Skillshare is an online learning community that offers memberships with meaning. Anything from graphic design to illustration to photography and beyond, there are thousands of classes um, to suit your needs. That's what I'm going to be taking next. I'm going to take Fundamentals of DSLR Photography by Justin Bridges. That's my boy. Oh, yeah. You love Justin Bridges. Yeah. This is the thing. I feel like everybody learned about how to use DSLRs in high school. I had a point and shoot at the time. Okay, (laughs) so you, our other friends, they were learning about their Canon Rebel XSIs. And I was there with like my Sony Cybershot. So (laughs) now that I have a camera, I need to learn the fundamentals. So that's my next one. Fundamentals of DSLR Photography, Photo Essentials with Justin Bridges. I just can't wait. I think you'll really like that class. He really does like such a good job of breaking it down in a way that it's not like a super slow class by any means, but it's like he breaks it down just so, so well that it's really, really easy to understand, even if you've like never used a DSLR before. I forgot that you took that class, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I took that. I think that was one of the first classes I ever took on Skillshare. That's crazy. Yeah. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So if you guys want to explore your creativity, you can go to Skillshare.com slash approachable and get a free trial of a premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash approachable and get a free trial of a premium membership. Thanks so much, Skillshare. Another huge thank you to today's next sponsor, which is ShipStation. I feel like so many of us started working from home over the past year, and I saw so many of my friends starting like new online businesses. More people are shopping online than ever, and that's why I think ShipStation is so great. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all of your orders from all of your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. You'll spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time growing your business. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. You'll get access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. And I can tell you right now from setting up a business, and I think Alyssa can also jump in on this, (laughs) setting up shipping is truly a nightmare. It's horrific. (laughs) (laughs) So don't put yourself through that on your own. Ship more in less time, and you can use the code APPROACHABLE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in APPROACHABLE. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code APPROACHABLE, and make ship happen. Another huge thank you to Orate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Orate is fine jewelry sustainably made, founded by women for women. Their pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. They recently collaborated with Kerry Washington to drop the Lioness Collection. It's inspired by an Egyptian goddess warrior and includes seven stunning pieces that celebrate sisterhood. 
honestly, though, describing the collection isn't going to do it any justice. You're just going to have to go check it out for yourself. I actually did a sponsorship with Orate on my channel as well, and they sent me a couple pieces, and I am obsessed with the stackable rings. I always wanted these, like, dainty, you know, thin gold bands, and I couldn't believe it when I saw them on their website, and I have not taken them off. Like, they're on my finger right now. Look at it. Look they at live it. on you. They do live on me, <laughs> and they can live on me. You know why? Because it's real gold. So I can wear it in the gym, <laughs> in the shower. I don't have to take them off. They're not going to stain my fingers. I love it. So you guys can check out the Lioness collection and everything else that Orate has and get 15% off your first purchase when you go to oratenewyork.com slash approachable and use promo code approachable at checkout. That's orate, A-U-R-A-T-E, newyork.com slash approachable and promo code approachable for 15% off. Thanks so much, Orate. I think first of all, like the fact that there's people that will say that, that just comes back to them because I get it all the time, Alyssa. Very, very, very important one. Like right now you are confident and you are healthy and you feel good. It's really important for you to just own that. And for me, like I talked about this yesterday, there was someone that was like, you're so showy. I'm unfollowing you because you post way too many pictures of your butt. But then if I post a picture, like post-pregnancy with Haley where I was miserable and I was so unhappy and I was drinking on the weekends and I was doing all these things. It's somehow like inspiring and amazing. Look at this body that just like gave birth to a child. But I'm like, you don't know what's going on inside my head in that photo. Like inside that, in my head of that photo, like I'm not happy. And right now inside my head, I'm really happy. And I'm really proud of myself for pulling myself from a really, really hard place. So I ignore those people. I usually call them out on my post because I think it's funny, but it's, it's <laughs> life and people do that. But in the end, it's like, I think the most important thing is how you are right now and how you feel right now. And if you feel good and you feel like you're a good person, I know you're a good person. Then what like Juicy Jack is saying on the internet doesn't matter. Well, and I think it's also important to note as well that like what empowers you in, in your own body, in your own mind for you, like doesn't necessarily have to be reflective of what is going to empower someone else. Do you know what I mean? So like if you want to post photos of your body, you want to post photos of your butt, whatever you want, like that can be empowering to you without being empowering to someone else. And I think that that trying like like people trying to kind of like police that and be like, well, you don't have respect for yourself or you're too showy or you're too whatever. I'm just I'm just what I am. This is what's empowering me. But that doesn't have to be true for you. And yeah. we can both coexist. And exactly like anyone, it doesn't matter if you're like 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, you are like free to post what you want. And you should be free to post what you want without people feeling the need to critique you or criticize you or shame you for doing so. Yeah. Right. And if you yeah. don't, and if you don't want to post and you like, that's also totally cool. And I respect that. I just like to each, everyone has a different way of showing um, their happiness or feeling happy and there's no right or wrong way. And that's why like the judgment just needs to stop. Yeah. Cause th that is kind of how I feel. Like I, I don't, I don't so much now attach the emotion to a number on a scale or, you know, whatever it's, it's honestly mindset. And I look back at, at some pictures and I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm happy that I posted this picture. I felt boss in this picture. 
And then I look at pictures from now and I'm like, I'm happy I posted this picture. I look boss and I felt boss in this picture, you know, and the two are like very different and they're very different seasons of me. But it's not so much about the body. It's about how I felt. And so I think I just wish that there was kind of more of this. Um, oh, gosh, I don't even know how to say it. I like because I love the I love the death of diet culture like that we're trying to create I love that so much. I don't like diet culture. I think that there's like mindful eating and I think that there's eating to fuel your body and then there's eating for fun, which is totally fine too. You know, like I'm not an expert, but this is like my opinion. Um, But I do, I do want to still be able to be proud of the work that I've put into my mental health and, and it's resulted in a different shape. You know, that's it. And that's, and as a yoga teacher now, that that's kind of like how I see it. It's just like you're making different shapes with your body, like in the poses. And that's just how I see it. It's like, okay, so right now in this season, my body has taken a different shape and I feel powerful. And so I want to like show up in the world as that. You are able to. And I think that something I said the other day in my group that like really stuck with me is the only body that's acceptable is the one you feel good in and the one you feel strong in. And that looks differently for every single human, but it remains the same. The only body that's acceptable is the one you feel good in. So if you don't like working out and if you don't like, and you love going out on the weekends and you're happy and you feel good, I'm like team you like, fuck. Yeah. Like you go girlfriend. Like that's awesome. If you love working out and you love drinking your water on the weekends, I'm team you. If you're happy and you feel good, that's all that matters and anybody's outside opinion and it's so easy to say this and so hard to do this but it really doesn't it doesn't matter they don't matter they just don't and like I love your Instagram post I think you're beautiful inside and out and I think anybody that doesn't (laughs) is an asshole (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much so funny But I kind of wanted to bring it back to like your Big Booty Boss Academy. So I don't think that we really like coined what that was. So you you created this like online fitness, this world um, and you you train women. So what are like your your long term goals with the Big Booty Boss Academy? Like you I know that you hired a couple more coaches or another coach. And I kind of wanted to ask as well why you only train women because I know you have a reason for it. But I think that it's so interesting because I think oftentimes people think you you should always be inclusive to everyone and I agree and I think that there's everybody for someone um there's someone for everyone sorry but I think that also it's nice to have this niche if that's what you're good at right so I kind of wanted to ask you those two questions what are your goals and why do you only train women so exactly what you just said is I'm really great at helping ladies feel hot healthy and happy without hating their life gaining confidence through fitness you try and get me to take a 150 pound dude and put on 100 pounds of muscle I don't know why would I do like, I don't know. I'm not, go talk to my fiance. He's big and he's juicy and he could help. Actually, he's a business coach now. So go to his friend. They, they can help you. I cannot help you. Like, I don't know. I've never done that myself. I love teaching people that I feel 100% confident I can teach. I had a few um, altercations with a couple male clients because I did train males and Yes, I think that like you should never judge a book by its cover, but the two altercations really threw me off from training guys because the moment that I got into a relationship with my fiance, Brian, um, 
they didn't treat me very well. And they all of a sudden didn't want the training program. And so for me, it was Mm -hmm. like, they wanted to go out for lunch. And I'm like, no, dude, like, it's not go out for lunch. It's I'm giving you a workout program because there is some males that I think I can help. But I also feel so passionate and compelled to women and to be able to show them like, moms, especially like I was 16. And now I run a business with 700 clients. Like, I just feel I think it's important to follow your passions. And I feel passionate about training women. And I don't feel that same passion about training males. And it's not to say that like that I don't like males, like I'm freaking dating one. I love dudes. I have so many guy friends. (laughs) I just love training them. And I think that that's okay. And I'll always, 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 if males ever come my way, give my absolute best advice and then put them in the direction of someone I think that could really, really help them. It's just not me. Yeah, for sure. Long-term goals for the big booty boss Academy. Um, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Like I want to keep zoom classing with the ladies. I want to keep growing this like powerful group of women. Um, and I mean, like my goal this year is to impact a thousand ladies lives, which we're like, well, on the way to do that. But I really just like have found something that I love. I love doing. So I just want to keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah. When I think I think that it shows too. like I was saying again before we started recording, like you're such a powerhouse, like you you honestly are always on there and you're showing your ups and downs. And I think you know, some of us like are really lucky to find our passions in life. And I definitely think that you found yours and, you know, just keep like slaying it basically. (laughs) And I have had a couple of my followers take your program when I was on it. And they said the same thing, like how much they loved it. And it was like super like (laughs) approachable (laughs) for them, you know? And I, I just think, I think it's so nice because so many people, I like I do post some of my workouts like I'm not a personal trainer so I don't make YouTube videos about it I know that that's not like appropriate sort of thing because you know my form could be off whatever um but <laughs> I do post on the online about it when I'm at the gym and I often get these comments like I'm so scared to go into the gym I'm scared people are going to come up to me I don't know how to use the equipment what if I su-? that's why I started the sweat selfie honestly because people are like what if like I'm sweating and like you can see it on my butt and I'm like okay listen my whole entire asshole okay like the whole crack is like it's constantly wet what do you mean I wear like gray pants I wear white pants like yeah my butt is fucking sweaty bro I'm working hard and I'm like I want to like show this that I can like dispel it because I was also scared to go into the gym and to use like this new equipment even still like I'll be like on a piece of equipment and I'll like kind of hide my phone and like google how to use leg thing put feet on pedal (laughs) I'm just, I'd love to hear from you, like what advice you have for those people who are like scared to go into the gym for like all of those reasons. If they want to. I love that question. I was also one of those girls that was really scared to go into the gym. Um, I want to say two things. The first thing is that I think you could post a workout video as long as you weren't like, I'm personal trainer, Alyssa, and watch me. But for <laughs> anybody to post a workout video, and I'm like, the reason why it was so scary for me as a personal trainer is other personal trainers were like, ooh, there's that Kirsten chicken cheese. And I'm like, and now look at me. So the only way to, pra- like, anybody can post a workout video, whether they're a personal trainer or not. So if you, do- and I'm sure a ton of people would watch it, but it's so sad that we have to get, scared to post that stuff because we're, we're afraid of people critiquing us and I remember mm-hmm. I posted a freaking smoothie once a post-workout smoothie and some freaking <laughs> ugh, 
personal trainer had the audacity to be like, that's a little bit too much fat for post movie. I'm like, you're the reason why people get scared because you feel the need to put in your two cents when it's unwarranted and un- unnecessary. So well, if also, you want to they post don't know a your goals. Video, goals. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And so it's just like, because, <laughs> so if you post a workout video, uh, send it to me because I would love to fucking watch it. And I'm sure your form would be fantastic. <laughs> Most of the time when people are scared to go into the gym because of other people looking at them, um, they aren't actually looking at us. And for the rare occasion that there is someone that is staring at you, um, again, I know I've said this in this podcast, is that says so much more about them than you. Because I'm at the gym and this is the, and I get goosebumps when I say this, this is the honest truth. I'm at the gym looking at myself and my booty gains being like, oh, you're a badass. Like, look at you. I'm not at the gym. I don't even like sometimes someone will be like, oh, I saw you at the gym. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even see you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I am so in my own zone. And I am at the gym to be the absolute best version of myself possible. And that is the only reason. So if you are at the gym for any other reason to stare at people, to shame people, I don't like you. You're an asshole. And get the fuck out of the gym. Like, straight up. Like, like you're at the gym. <laughs> you're at the gym for you that's why so my advice would be number one the things that scare you are usually really good for you so if you're scared to go to the gym it's a really good sign that like that's your next step if someone's staring at you it's 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 on them dude it's not on you it's a them problem not a you problem something that i i've said too is like like think about what you're doing at the gym you're not often like looking at someone and you know what i mean like intentionally looking at them number one and I would argue that you're never being like look at that person doing this thing or whatever like you're not inherently um there to be like evil or nasty and so I I don't think that there are that you know that many people there to do the same and and I do go to the gym except for right now because my neck's all stupid but um I do go to the gym like five or six times a week and I've had one person approach me one time And he literally only approached me. This was like a month ago. Um, He only approached me because he noticed I was doing triceps and he was like, hey, I just want to like ask if I can show you something. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And he's like, try using this because it'll work out this. And then he literally walked away. I would have been like, don't ever talk to me again. Just like even (laughs) if he was being pleasant, I would have been like, don't even come near me. (laughs) On. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing is like, I think. Oh, it's so situational and everybody's so different. But like, I actually really appreciated that, like that one interaction, because like he I could tell he wasn't there to be like, hey, how's it going? It's just like he could tell that I was working out the exact same muscle for like an hour sort of thing. And he's like, try something else. Now. <laughs> um, I think one thing to someone, I can't remember who said this to me or where I read it or whatever, but someone was like with like criticisms and stuff like that and people that you feel like are like looking down on you like is that somebody you respect anyways Mm. and that's something I always try to reflect back on because it's like if you're the type of person that would go into a gym and make fun of someone or even think that in your mind well I don't fucking respect you anyways so like you know why do I care about what your opinion is amen preach it 120 percent 120 percent like hit the hammer on the nail I think that's the saying there's also like you're going to go into a gym and you're going to do things the wrong way. You're going to squat and maybe you don't have proper form. The Literally, this was a year ago. I walked into the gym. I loaded up the barbell with too much weight and I got stuck underneath the fucking thing. And Brian had to come help me. Like, 
but, <laughs> and I'm a personal trainer. Like that sort of stuff is life and that happens. Nobody's perfect. So even if you're, even if you're at the gym and you're bicep curling and you're using your entire body to lift those weights up, it's like, okay, but you're there and you're there to better yourself. And I do highly suggest that you look up like either on YouTube or do something with proper form. Cause you don't want to go to the gym and hurt yourself. But even if you're doing something wrong, like you're still there, you're still doing the freaking thing. And we're all going to do weird things. We're going to fall. We're going to spill water. We're going to have sweat on our asshole. Like that's just a thing. I did vomit a blueberry smoothie all over the walls of the gym one time. Unfortunately. Wait, I have in our questions. I want us all to tell our most embarrassing gym story. Okay. Well, let's fucking jump into yes. it. Cause <laughs> go, go for it. <laughs> I had this like bout of vertigo for some reason that came literally out of nowhere and it started when I was at the gym I was like I was working out and then I started feeling like kind of like dizzy and I was like oh I'm not feeling very good and I had like all my shit on my little mat and I literally just left everything there like I left my keys to my locker I left my phone there like my headphones everything and I just like stumbled to the bathroom because I I can't even like describe to you how sick I was it was just so bizarre it was so sudden onset and I had a blueberry smoothie, which was the bluest. And um, yeah, as soon as I got into the bathroom, I just like, it was just vomit everywhere. And then I was still so dizzy and like so vertigo. And I was trying to like wipe it up. Like it was the worst. Like what did you use to wipe up this blueberry smoothie? Their shitty half-ply toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing else. Oh, I'm getting nauseous. It was the worst. Yeah, it was not a fun time, guys. I, I actually don't think you've had, like, blueberries since, no? I can't <laughs> do that. That, a that, was, that was a sight to behold, and it was something that, like, changed me <laughs> on a core level, so. And then she never went to the gym again. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm kidding. Honestly. We've gone since. Um, I don't know that mine's, like, as horrific but it was like that's hard to top I don't know I that's not like so embarrassing to me because I feel like at least you were like alone so this this happened to me I just wanted us to like tell our like most embarrassing stories because like like you said it happens to all of us you know what I mean like none of us are 100% unembarrassing all the time like we all do shit that's like funny <laughs> so I had started at this new gym with my ex and uh I was like new to these gyms that are Oh, gosh, like just more intense. Do you know what I mean? It's like you go in and there's it's not like, like a community gym. It's like this is a gym for people who who gym. know things about gyms. <laughs> yeah. So it was like it was, you know, it's like a nicer gym and it has all these like fun things. And so anyway, it had a sauna and um, he liked to go in the sauna after he worked out. And so naturally, like we went together, I had to go in my sauna to or else I was just going to sit there and wait for him in the cold. Um and so I like got my little towel on and I like had my little like whatever, it's not slippers, uh, flip flops on and I locked everything back in my locker and I think I went to the mirror to put my hair in like a bun or something like that. And then I just went in the sauna. I was in there for like maybe 15, 20 minutes and then I was like, okay, it's probably enough time. And I come back out and I realize I don't have my fucking keys for my locker. So I had left my keys on the sink, I guess, when I went to do my my bun and all I'm wearing is like I swear to god like it barely covered my freaking it barely covered my asshole okay it was like it was this big like one of those the amount of times that asshole has been said 
in this podcast. Everyone's going to be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, why did this make such a sudden appearance and never leave this podcast episode? <laughs> so I had this like baby doll towel on and uh, just little flip flops. And I'm realizing that like, OK, either somebody took my keys, but my locker is still locked. So like, what would they have done with them and brought them to the front or like I've actually lost them. So I was like looking in the in the like sauna for them and I was like no I definitely like definitely somebody took my keys and I was like okay so I either have to like walk through this entire gym with like people who know about gyms you know what I mean like talk about like feeling nervous to be at a gym like me being like nervous to be in this little tiny towel or I have to like ask somebody at this I think this was the first time I had ever been to this gym I didn't know anybody at the gym so I had to ask this like lady in the the change room and I was like hey so awkward I'm like in this again imagine me in this tiny little towel like approaching some person who's just trying to work out and I'm like hey I'm so sorry I think that like my keys might be at the front can you please go ask for me and she was like uh okay (laughs) so she did she did she grabbed my keys at least they were at the front and uh I opened my locker and then I hoped to never see her again but that's that's probably the most embarrassing thing that happened to me because like trying to approach a stranger wearing what I was wearing especially like it's not like we were at a spa you know she was fully freaking clothed (laughs) but Chris I wonder if you would tell us your most embarrassing story uh that happened at the gym yes 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 and I like the moment I heard this question I have the exact story so just got my personal training certification I'm working in the gym I have my first ever first ever client. So obviously I want to shit my pants. I'm like, I'm so nervous, like so nervous. This is my first time in the gym training someone. So I have my like little program all written up. We're going to do like some box squats and some like barbell stuff and whatever. So I have it on my iPad that my mom got me because I was a personal trainer and she was fucking proud of me. She was proud of me. So I brought it. I got on the treadmill. I was super excited. And oh my God, it makes me feel fucking nauseous talking about this. So I'm talking to her about her program and I lose my balance and I fly off the treadmill. I go flying. I And I'm sitting there with my first client ever at the gym on the ground and she's like oh my god oh my god are you okay and i was like i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay and i was mortified and i i still i was mortified you guys mortified okay let's clamor back up on those uh treadmills (laughs) (laughs) were you actually okay or were you like in serious pain pretending to be okay i hurt myself (laughs) I was, I was, I wanted to cry. I felt my face go like completely red. I, I didn't feel very good. I did hit the ground. Like we were going pretty fast speed and I just got whipped off the freaking thing. So it it almost like I went home and contemplated my life decisions. I was like, am I supposed to be a personal trainer? I just have my first client and I went flying off the treadmill, like horrible. You guys sign (laughs) absolutely horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. How did the rest of the personal training session go, though? She was one of my most successful clients. She did awesome. She actually does, like, bikini competitions now, and she's crushing it. So she did great. So 
goes to show it goes to show that like one small oopsie like a little flip off the treadmill isn't a reason to just throw in the towel like show up for your next training shift and just keep it on speed 2.5 people 2.5 honestly i feel like i don't want to take up any more of your time we started a little late because we were having technical difficulties but um is there anything else you wanted to tell our approachable listeners I have a couple things. One is progress over perfection. So if you're looking to get into the fitness industry or you're looking to just like level up your fitness, focus on the progress, not being perfect. Um, I think it's really important that we love ourselves and this is going to sound super cheesy, but I actually mean it. Um, love yourself now. Like when I was the saddest, I used to think that a boob job could fix me. A tummy tuck would fix me, but it wasn't the external things that was a, what were upsetting me. It was what was going on internally. So sometimes you have to dig deep. You have to have those hard conversations with yourself. But no matter where you're at, I think it's just important that you do just like love yourself right now, despite anything. Yeah. That's it. That's all, dude. And I appreciate I you guys for having me on the podcast because I think you're both fucking awesome. We appreciate you. I like your whole philosophy towards fitness. I like the idea of like mindfulness over like perfection and stuff like that and having like that mindset and 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 having it be all encompassing rather than just like focusing on numbers and different stuff like that. It's so it's so much deeper than a number. And if that's like one thing you learn from this podcast is that it is so much deeper. I'm 145 pounds now and I'm so much healthier and happier than I was at 125 pounds. So don't base your journey solely on a number and don't let a number define whether you're going to have a good or bad day. Yeah. So true. Wise words. Yeah. Um, we will leave all of the information for Kirsten's Big Booty Boss Academy, the new gym that her and is it five other people or six other people? Yeah. It's, it's, I believe it's six of us. There's me, Brian, another couple, Brian's business partners, and then the other business partners, uh, employees. So there's a big team of us. We're all in the fitness industry. Yeah. So I'll leave all the information to their new gym, which is so exciting. I'm actually getting a membership. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys live in Kelowna or West Kelowna, you can check out their gym. It's called Iron Energy. And I'll leave all of Kirsten's Big Body Boss Academy and Instagram and YouTube. And you, I mean, you have so many things going on. Like it's just going to be a friggin' list, but I'll leave that all in the uh, description box. But thank you so much for, yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, I look forward to talking to you so soon. Dude, I love both of your faces. Sam, I know I just met you, but I love you already. And Alyssa, thank you so much. I love you. (laughs) Thank you so much. So you guys, that is everything for us today. Thank you again to Kirsten. Thanks to Alyssa for setting it up. Yeah, no problem. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.